When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Breakfast with Kane Corns and Andrew Hayes. I'm better than ever. I'm looking at... Yep, it is Monday. Welcome to Monday. Two minutes past six o'clock here at the top of 19 degrees across Adelaide today. Showery, just random conditions in Adelaide weather-wise at the minute. This is not random, though. The consistency of this man is just phenomenal. And um, enjoy this morning. Bryce Gibbs, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, Andrew. And, geez, you're spot on about the weather. You know, it was a little bit scary even on, uh, what was it, Saturday afternoon when that, uh, that big storm hit. Mm. I, I mean, I, I was scared. Even if it was it Thursday or Wednesday morning when the thunder started to crackle as well. And uh, we were expecting my daughter to race into our bedroom to say that she was scared, but I raced into her bedroom <laughs> to say I was scared. Thunder buddies for life. Thunder buddies we were. <laughs> Outrageous stuff. Nah, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. I was uh, in the car on the move from one birthday to another and I was coming through the city heading towards Glenelg and uh, it had, the storm had come off off the water and, and was heading towards the city and I nearly had to stop on Anzac Highway. It was uh, the, the rain and the wind, like my car was like shaking. It mm. was, it was that, uh, coming in that hard, there was trees all over the, over the road from, from, uh, yeah, couldn't, couldn't handle the wind. Power lines were down. It was, uh, it was a bit nerve wracking actually. Just shaky and unstable. Yeah. It's like, quite, uh, quite dangerous. Like you post Bucks party. <laughs> Really unstable. Yeah, last week. I took, question a few things. Took me till about Wednesday to <laughs> start uh, figuring out my life again. Yeah, and then you figure it out and you do it all again. <laughs> Get the taste <laughs> for it again and away you go. It's good, isn't it? So birthday hopping on the weekend, were you? Yeah, I was. I was. Had my niece's first birthday mm-hmm. into, uh, what was it, probably a 31st or 32nd. So, yeah, just doing the rounds on mm-hmm. a uh, windy and wet Saturday afternoon. The good thing about first, second, third uh, we're into fourth birthdays at the minute and assume probably fifth up to God knows how long. Uh, actually, no, it probably stops at around fourth or fifth. Is that they're extremely timed and randomly timed as well? For example, the last birthday we went to was our son's birthday, I reckon, which was his fourth birthday, and that was a 10 to 12 birthday on a Sunday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on a Sunday. See how good's that? And then usually people know the specific timings because it's centred around when kids are starting to get ratty. So most people out by quarter past 12. That's good. There's no stragglers, no people hanging on. Oh, I usually go the other way, especially for the early birthdays. It's get, get, uh, make it around for how the parents can, can hang on and have a good time. Yes, which is true. The kids can go down for a nap yep. after a, you know, a big couple of hours eating cake and opening presents and... Just put them down for a nap and then the parents can kick on and uh, enjoy each other's company. If that's the way that you want to set it up, though, what my wife did reveal to me afterwards was that she specifically made it that time so there wasn't – it was too early for me and a few of the guys to get on the beers. Yeah. So she it was read actually, the play. She read the play beautifully. 
Um, so there you go. Now, our text line's open this morning for Monday, which is great. 0427 Um, A lot to talk about, a lot of sport, a lot of mixed results across the weekend. Of course, the World Cup will get stuck into that. I uh, just wanted anyone but England to win. But here we are. And credit where it's due, Ben Stokes, what an absolute star. Well, it got pretty tight towards the end there. I thought uh, Pakistan just probably didn't uh, put enough on the board and that probably was the, the story at the end of the day. But uh, halfway through in, uh, England's innings, I thought, oh, geez, maybe they might be a chance here, uh, the Pakistan cricket team. But uh, Ben Stokes, clutch, he did it a couple of games ago uh, when the game was on the line and uh, he came to the forefront again and, and got England over the line when it mattered. Mm, so there you go. Would have liked to see Pakistan win. But what about the crowd as well? Oh, Just ridiculous. Going nuts. Pakistan supporters, absolutely on fire. It just does make you wonder, though, what the crowd would have been like. I mean, oh, still, it was oh. unbelievable, but just what it would have been like if it was Pakistan v India. Crazy. We were all sort of wishing that mm. was going to be the case, weren't we? That would have been nice. It would have been a fantastic experience to be. But anyway, anyway. Mm. anyway, it was good uh, T20 World Cup. Your thoughts on T20 cricket in general? We've been speaking about this for the past few weeks. Just your vibe about T20 international cricket at the minute and just how specific we should get with T20 internationals in this country. What I'm saying by that is, should we have specific setups, specific players that only play T20 cricket? Right now, there's a lot of players who play even all three forms of the game. Um, But yes, Australia was not on the nose, but probably not as supported, clearly not as well supported as they would be in the test arena. Um, and the only thing that could – it felt like the only thing that could get people just even half interested was nothing but the best possible results, and that didn't happen. Yeah, it's been a, an interesting debate, hasn't it, over the last couple of weeks, and I, I think we, we need to head down that path, Hazy. Uh, sort of – you know, we've heard a lot of people say that they'd rather watch the Big Bash than, uh, than watch the, the T20 World Cup, which is pretty surprising when you, when you sit back and think about it and – uh, you, you look at India, you look at England, uh, probably Pakistan. They've got these specific players that are tailored to T20 cricket and their uh, their performances have, have come out in spades, especially in this World Cup. So, I mean, you look at England, they, they hold the current World Cup of the T20 game. I think the, the one-day World Cup as well, they, they hold uh, – they're the reigning champions in that as well. So there's probably a, a lot of learnings to come out of – that, uh, that that squad and, and the way they go about tailoring players for the specific uh, tournaments that they're playing in. So I think it's something that uh, the Australian squad probably needs to look at going forward. Mm. Uh, first birthday into a 31st birthday, you said. Um, the 31st birthday in particular, anyone break a leg? <laughs> no, it was, it was pretty quiet actually. It was uh, the bloke whose birthday it was wasn't feeling that great. And then obviously the weather came in pretty hot, so... Uh, it was a bit of a fizzer, but uh, nah, no no legs broken, unfortunately. Mm, big show with a big break in his leg. Yeah. Unbelievable scenes. News came through yesterday, Glenn Maxwell. Uh, via a statement from his BBL side, the Melbourne Stars, that he had broken his left leg. Successful surgery on Saturday night. Um, but look, his summer of cricket is absolutely in doubt. And you'd be surprised if he sees any cricket at all. So... And what they are insisting as well, that it was not alcohol-related. That's the first thing that I looked at yeah. when, when reading this this yesterday. Uh, that's what you think, isn't it? A freak accident with, uh, that he was not intoxicated. Because, so, mm. yeah, you, you automatically think uh, there might have been a little carry-on involved when these sort of freak accidents happen hazy. It's not the first time uh, something like that has happened. But, 
Yeah, I thought he, he might have been a bit of a scallywag when I, when I first saw the article, but not to be, by all reports. Just a little bit of scallywag behaviour. Yeah, I just wonder how many times, I mean, how often does someone have a freak accident at a party and there's no alcohol involved? Uh, the, post, the rates are low. Post a World Cup too, like he's, you know... <laughs> Got a license. Exactly. And Saturday night, look, I dare say, would be his last opportunity to maybe have a drink. Not saying he did, and we're absolutely going to believe the reports. I love Glenn Maxwell. love everything about him. Uh, but, look, it's just hard to get your head around the situation. We'll say that. So I broke his leg in a freak accident whilst running at a party. Um, yeah. When did you um, break your leg while innocently running at a party in the early hours of the day? So it happens, apparently. <laughs> Here we are. I mean, we've heard stories of a lot of footballers, for whatever reason, having freak accidents in the shower. Uh, put it in that category. Yeah, uh, yeah. My, as I said, my, my mind certainly went to that straight away. He was uh, at a few beers and was being a little bit silly and and, uh, and has hurt himself. But like, he, it's a big loss because we've got a couple mm. of one days coming up, and and he's obviously a big part of that format and uh, a game winner. For, for Australia. So for him to miss uh, an extended period of time, that's uh, that's going to, one, hurt hurt our chances of, of winning these games. But what it will do, it will open up opportunity for someone else. Mm. Uh, Christmas pageant was on the weekend. Were you on a float? And I think so because you're in there with me. Saturdays in SA, geez, we had some fun. You weren't going to see me out in the elements, I tell you. <laughs> we, we had A1 seats behind the glass. Didn't we? Talking uh, all things sport and Got to witness it right in front of our eyes. How good. Strange as well that it took to about quarter past ten before we realised that the Christmas pageant was on. <laughs> yeah. We just assumed everyone was there to watch us and listen to us. Yeah, we did. We did. It wasn't to be, but uh, it was good that they got they pretty much got through unscathed, though, because we just spoke about that horrendous weather that come through and, and swept across the state, and it was good the, uh, the pageant could uh, get... Started and finished safely, Hazy, because uh, can you imagine that storm hitting when uh, when the pageant was going on? That Ooh. wouldn't have been good fun at all. Not good fun at all. A lot of kids still there as well. So uh, luckily for the first time in what, a few years now, the pageant got over the line, got done. All the floats went through successfully. Uh, and some of those freak um, sort of winds and everything that happened, which smashed on the oval about three o'clock. Yeah, would have hated for that to rip through the pageant because... Could see a couple of those flights turning over, I reckon, with some of those conditions. And what about uh, some of the dedication from from a few of uh, the Adelaideans? Was that it? Was that how you call it? Oh yeah, what they called Adelaideans yep. uh, camping out the night before to to get a prime spot uh, in the front row of the pageant. Mm, and on that as well, just the disappointment. Even the disappointment that I had, thinking for the first time in my life, I was that organised. I thought, you know what, I'm not going to drive in. I'm going to catch the train because it's just going to be absolutely bedlam. And there was a sign at the front of Hindley Street all through the week saying close from 5am. So I thought, right, so we park just behind 1 King William Street. So just behind King William Road. You've got to go up via Hindley Street. But that was supposed to be shut. So I thought, right, I'll get up a little bit earlier. I'll catch the train, which I did. Got there in really good time. I think I got into work at around about 6.30, started prepping. (laughs) 6.30, quarter past eight, whatever. Doesn't matter. And then I'm in communication with you saying, do you want a coffee? And you said, yeah, no, no. yes, please, I'll, I'd love a coffee. And I'm parked in the car park. I just cruised down Highland Street. I said, what? So finally being useless would have served me well. And on top of that as well, as soon as we got in here, it was about quarter past eight, there were still plenty of spots in prime viewing right um, out the front of 1 King William Street. So I'm sitting there going, you poor buggers who've been camping out since 8 o'clock the night before. <laughs> Freezing night the night before too. So you that, I wondered 
how desperate they were to uh, to get those A1 seats. But, yeah, I, I thought that you were very ambitious catching the the train or the oh. tram or whatever you called into work. Yeah, you had the backpack on, you are on foot, you were yep. just you were charging, you were up and about. Backpack was full. It was good for your development though, I reckon. Really When good, was the last it? time you'd caught public transport before that? <laughs> That stage? No, well, public transport genuinely to get somewhere a long, long time yeah. ago. But before that, uh, public transport, I was catching it once a week because Henry was obsessed with the trains. Yeah. So all he wanted to do was get on a train. Just a joyride. Just a joyride. Big H. So not so many people, me included, um, if it wasn't for Henry, jump on the train purely for enjoyment. You use it to get from A to B. Yeah. So here we are. It was oh, a good well, experience. It was. It's, it's good for your development. Mm. 0427-154-166. Big show coming up as well, Gipsy. Let's get stuck in with Michelangelo Rucci. Uh, we're going to speak to the Premier, Peter Malinowskis. Get. Of course. He's been on fire. Hasn't he what? Oh, the Premier's just doing delivering for South Australia. We're going to get, I don't know what we call it. Should we call it the extra round um, and see if we can get some sort of, uh, or some more clarity on what exactly, even if there's just a short list of names for this extra round. So, I mean, Gil McLaughlin, very, very adamant that it's not going to be called Magic Round because that is the NRL's concept. Um, so, look, right now it's the extra round. It's going to be held here in South Australia, and that's just fantastic. So the Premier's going to speak to us about that and everything else just after 7.30. Uh, we're going to speak to Jess Stenson, of course, who's one of South Australia's greatest athletes. Ninth in the New York Marathon, if you don't mind. Staggering. Oh, I so think she ran what? Unbelievable. Two hours and 27 minutes. So fast. Cop that, Kano. So fast. 13 minutes later, a full 13 minutes later, Kane finally finished. <laughs> 2 hours and 40. Just ridiculous those times. Jess Stenson, no one's getting near us. So we'll speak to her just before 8 o'clock, get an update on how she's going and what the next big event is because she's just quite ridiculous. Chad Sayers has done an outstanding job as part of SEN's commentary team. We'll speak to Chatty just after 8 o'clock. And your calls and your texts, it's all happening. It's a big Monday morning. You're excited. Oh, yeah, I am. You just got that look about you, that vibe about you that says, you know what, I'm ready for a big one and I'm ready to set the standard and hold it for the rest of the week. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll put it to Big Mally, I reckon. If see if he's come up with uh, any names for this uh, for this special weekend in uh, in Adelaide coming up in round four. I think it is surely the front runner, the heaps good weekend of football. Yeah, I like that. Or the heaps good footy festival or something like that. It's got to <laughs> yeah. be something heaps good. It's got to be something heaps good for sure. That's That's got to be the top of the list so far. Something uniquely South Australian. Because the other thing floating around on social media as well, and let's take your nominations, get involved. What, we, what are we going to call this extra round? 0427154166. Is that if it's someone who, if it's named after someone iconically South Australian. I mean, the big debate on uh, the internet was that it could be called the Neil Danaher round. Which is nice. It's a good salute to Neil Danaher, one of the absolute greats of our game and one of the great people, but not uniquely South Australian. So then you start thinking, and then some of the names floated were the Bruce McAvaney round. That would sit very comfortably yeah, with me. Yeah, that, that's, that's quite nice. It, that sits well with me. Yeah, it sits Bruce well with round. me. So it sits well with me so much so that my next uh, newborn son will be called <laughs> Bruce, Bruce McAvaney. <laughs> yeah. His full first name will be Bruce McAvaney. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, doesn't mm. it? Uh, and also, oh, no, my third son will be Bryce. <laughs> That's on the short list. <laughs> That's on the short list as well. Uh, so we'll take your nominations. So what should the extra round be named? 0427 16 minutes past six. Gibbsy on a Monday morning. We're doing it thanks to Taipei, where family safety rates number one. And also weeks. Discover a better way to build weeks homes. Discover different. 
Still going to be showery across Adelaide today. I don't know how aggressive the wind's going to be. It's very unpredictable, though, for a top of 19 degrees. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.